Welcome to Video Village. I'm Mihir Shah, and today we are talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This was one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and it definitely delivered. Joining me to talk about this movie is my good friend and roommate, CJ. How are you doing today, CJ? I am good. Uh, it's interesting hearing you real life. I know, doing the <laughs> intro. It is, it is always the most awkward part whenever I'm doing it with somebody else because I, I just never make eye contact. I'm looking at my notes that don't actually have anything on yeah. them. Like, yeah, it's, it's, you also did like pre-warn me, right? You weren't like, all right, I'm about to do the video. video that, that would make it more awkward if I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> okay. Brace yourself. Like, all right, I'm, I feel like I'm on the other side of Spotify now. Yeah, I feel like because I can just get through it once, then I, I, that's all I need. I just need the, the sound bit. Okay. You know? Yeah, it was good. It was solid. I was like, wow. <laughs> good I'm intro. Like yeah, it's good, right? I'm, 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 I'm gotten good at it now. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, I mean, I just, I just asked you how many times you, you edit, yeah. and uh, you don't need to edit that, so you know. I don't need to edit that. Yeah. That one's clean. But otherwise, I, I edit a lot. All right, we'll see. But we're not gonna edit too much today because, because I'm that good. Because you're that good. Yeah. Um, you're the only person actually that watched this movie before I did. That in that I know. Oh. Like really? I, yeah, I went. I remember I went to go see it, and I was like, "You want to come?" And you were like, "I already saw that." That's true, but I'm surprised. Like, no, there has no one in your life seen. I guess the first one. They have. They just didn't go. Like, we went. Like, like, we went pretty early. Like, you went like almost opening weekend. I, yeah, I went second day. Second day. I yeah. was gonna go like first night, but I just didn't have time. Yeah, I think I went like day five, day six, which is still pretty yeah. early for a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, let's just start with like. There's been a lot of online discourse, specifically on TikTok, and like, it's it. This is a superhero movie, but it's also like an animated movie. So we have a lot of like young people chiming in on, about their opinions on this, which I find a little annoying online. But really, in general, yeah, because it's just like it's like the film bros being like, oh, it's Fight Club, and then it's it's Spider Verse. Oh, like, I see. Like you mean like young young? Yeah, just like, like people who are like this schoolers. is. People are like, this is the greatest animated movie of all time. This is the greatest superhero movie of all time. But okay. this is the, one of the few movies that I've watched, and I'm like, they might have a point. So where are you? Are, do you think this is the greatest animated movie? Do you think it's the greatest superhero movie? I have seen zero. Like, I've not seen very many superhero movies, so I don't know if I'm, I can... I have no clue on superhero. Okay. But um, I just, you know, I just got into my Avengers. But in general, animated movie, is it the greatest animated movie of all time? No, but only because I feel nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I was like, if I was like a few years younger, I'd be like, yes, easy, yes. I think the answer might be a yes. I just don't want to give it to something that I saw late in my life, you know? Yeah. We'll wait for a third one. Maybe a third one, I'm like, yes. But it, they've done everything good. Animation-wise, story-wise, action-wise. It's funny. I won't say, it. I feel like the jokes are a little too much on the last one for me, but... Yeah, everything's good. So, I, yeah. I thought it was great. Um, I think I agree with everything. I don't think... Uh, it's hard for me to say anything's the goat of anything, especially if it's, like, so new. Like, I think, like, how something ages is important. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Right? Like, 20 years twenty years ago, The Incredibles comes out. It's still pretty great. Yeah. But 20 years ago, also, like, I don't know, like, Barnyard came out. <laughs> yeah, like, 20 big. years ago, I wasn't like, oh, shit, um... The Incredibles the greatest, Toy Story is the greatest, but then after a while you're like, you know what, that show is the greatest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe in a few years I'm like, Spider-Verse. It might become clear in a few years that like, 
one that like this was definitely uh, up there. And I, I think it already is. That's my point. Is that like I, I coming out of the movie, I was left with this like overwhelming feeling of like uh, I, it was like very overstimulating as a movie, but not in a bad way. Not where you no. were like overwhelmed and didn't know what was happening. It was more just like I cannot believe that that actually exists in the world. Yeah, do I agree? Set a bar because everything else is. I feel like everything else is. Um, everything's last maybe twenty years. I don't know. Twenty years might be a long time. Oh, let's say ten. Okay. Last ten. I've not been along that life. I've not been alive that long. Uh, 2013 onwards. Yeah, twenty thirteen onwards. It set the bar as number one, and everything just has to match that. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Th- th- let's get into my second point that I wanted to discuss with you, and okay. I know we disagree on this, which is why I yeah. wanted to talk about it. Is is this better than the first movie Into the Spider-Verse that came out five years ago? You say yes. And I think I say no. Why do you say yes? Why do you think Across the Spider-Verse is better than the original? Alright, so f- because we're doing this, mm-hmm. I did a quick recap. I was like, oh, I should do something. So I watched a two-minute video on Into you know into the Spider-Verse. You're comparing a full movie to two minutes? Uh, yeah, you know, I've seen the movie. I just wanted to brush up. Okay. You know, just to be like, oh, what were the scenes? What happened again? So now I'm like... So I'm not forgetting things. Yeah. The level of detail in this one is so much more than the last one. Detail how? Artistic detail or story Artistic detail? Artistic detail, story detail. Got it. Um, their connection to the, uh, I guess, the greater multiverse, right? The, the amount of effort they put into this one is so much more. And they were able to hit, I feel, higher action scenes, like more intense action scenes. Um Make they used the animation well. This the whole Spider Man swing in, jump in the time travel. It's not time travel, but like you know, the universe mul- travel. The multiverse. Yeah, yeah. They, that's just done so much better than the last one. And I guess the last one you could say, although like the story hit harder, more heartfelt. But this one had a little bit of that with the Gwen one, with the Gwen storyline. Yeah, that that's my that's where my like comparison starts is like the. I don't have a. I don't think I have a problem with. Uh, let's not talk about this yet because this is. I'm trying to keep it spoiler free, and then we'll jump okay. into spoiler, spoiler territory. But I, I don't think that I have a problem with the nature of the way this story ended. But I do think that like the the first story, like yes, it was more of a traditional like Spider-Man coming of age story. Yeah. Yes, it took different a different form, but like the core of it is same thing. He's becoming Spider-Man. But I think that there was, like, more emotional payoff. Like, it kind of builds and builds, and you have these, like, relationships forming. You have the Uncle Aaron death that really hit, hit, hits hard, followed by the conversation with the dad through the door, with where he's like, I, like, I see something in you. That hits hard. Mm-hmm. Going into the montage of him becoming Spider-Man and what's up, danger. Into the final battle where there's a moment between him and Peter B. Parker where Peter's like, how am I going to know I'm going to be okay? And he's like, you won't. It's a leap of faith, which is what he told him it's like a 20 30 minute stretch of just like incredible scenes back to back and just like emotional payoff that you've been waiting for for an hour i can't say anything to that without just like them spoilers are just screaming out of me okay that's I just want to be like spoilers but I, I hear you in that and i will say yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure for sure uh, okay so because we're like dying to spoil things before we jump into spoilers you know we're less than 10 minutes into the podcast so people who haven't seen it can stop listening soon should people see this movie and why i mean of course yeah why i mean if you like like good things 
if you're alive, go see. I, I kind of feel the same <laughs> way. Of, yeah. This this feels like an event. I haven't. There's not been that many movies that I've been like, at, like this. It's not at the level of cultural impact, is what I'm about to say. But it, it feels like a similar drive to like you should go witness this. So like when Get Out came out six years ago, it was yeah. like you know it was a lot of word of mouth, and it was like you should go see this thing in theaters. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I feel that same energy of like. This is something that you've never seen before, and it's not going to hit the same at home. Like the theatrical experience of watching something like this and just being enveloped in what we're about to That's talk true. about is pretty pretty great. I will say also, I do think that if you see that, Toby stands up because the first one I saw both stood up. You know, Good to know. Um, and I also said it not being a cultural impact. I think I don't know why it's not. I mean, it's probably because animated and you know animated movies or animated movies but yeah. it should be that relevant i think i agree because it's that good and also i don't know it's the best spider-man movie out there also it's the one of the only movies that haven't flopped lately that i've seen that's new like a lot of movies flop uh financially tar. Or? that's what i'm thinking tar. of <laughs> you but you like tar i, thought you, I, thought I you like tar <laughs> you were like this like is the greatest thing i like the movie and i'm like dang this movie sucked at the same time no but my it's not just tar um, it, I feel like I've gone to the theaters to see a lot of movies lately just because movies are coming back out. Yeah. And this one is, it's like, hey, we will be good and they are good. Yeah. No surprises. Just as good as it said that'll be. And it, it's a high bar. Very high bar. Yeah. I walked out thinking that this was the best movie I had seen in eight months easily. Yeah. And then I saw another movie that I'll be talking about on the podcast. Okay. Don't uh, I won't spoil it, but right. I, I walked out of that movie being like, JK, this is actually a masterpiece in oh. Spider-Verse. It's right there. I know the movie you're talking yeah, about. Yes. Yeah, I won't say the name because the episode yeah. will come out after this one. Um, it's called. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but okay, if you're listening now and you haven't seen this movie, uh, we're about to get into spoiler territory. Uh, so you're going to hear this sound. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, you know, if you don't care, if you truly don't care about spoiling this movie for yourself, like I don't know who you are or why you're like this, but stick around. Uh, if you've seen the movie, stick around. If you haven't seen it and you, you do want to see it, go buy a ticket, go see it. There's not going to be that many people in the theater anymore. Yeah. And uh, I'll say, even if we spoil it, you should still see it. You should still see it. Yeah. Because go see the first one if you haven't seen the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to the mic like it's people. But yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. That's, that's how I do it, too. <laughs> okay. Like, yo, listen up, bro. Lying <laughs> down this, go see this it. silver guy on my table. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers. Um... Wait, let me start this spoiler part yeah. to respond to your thing about uh, the emotional payoff. Yes. Um, I feel like you can't say there is no emotional payoff yet because we haven't seen the end of it. But I'm talking about this movie. I know you're talking about this. So let's movie. talk about this. Now that we're here, let's talk about the ending. Let's start let's start All at right. the end. This this movie has a huge cliffhanger cliffhanger ending. Yeah. That I think worked for me in the theater. I was really loving it. I liked the whole. Same. When I, when I realized what the third act was, the last 20 minutes of the movie was kind of trying to do, really there's that big reveal when Miles tells his mom, or who he thinks is his mom, the truth, and he realizes he's in the wrong universe. Um, that was sick. And everything that came afterwards, I kind of saw where I was going after that, but the, the lead up to that was great. And I I don't mind a cliffhanger ending. I think we've got a lot of those recently, which is like really kind of annoying. Can you spoil out a movie? Surprise! Well, I mean, spoilers. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One is very clearly Part One, and it's kind of a cliffhanger oh, okay. as well. That, that guy. Um, 
not nearly the same like yeah, impact of a cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, well, that's yeah, that's like a pre cliffhanger though. Yeah, I, I guess like in general, uh, gosh, what am I thinking about? Um, I just feel like there's been a lot of part one, part twos of like things. Like you had Avengers: Infinity War, Endgame. Yeah, yeah, that's not my. I'm not. I'm not there yet. Oh, I'm, I'm still on yet. like Spider Man. I'm just like Iron Man one, oh, Iron Man two. That's why I mean, so like, I... it's a good, it's a good ride. Okay. Up until the 2019 movies, it's a fun ride, and then it kind of falls off really hard. I'm gonna skip here and there. I'm gonna just hit the, you know, the highlights, the vitals. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Um, but I don't know. In general, I feel like the last 10 years has been a trend of like let's let's make more money. Yeah. And this, I like. I'm sure that was obviously part of it, but I'll. I don't know. I I think they could not tell the story in one movie. Any shorter. Yeah. No, it, this one was also long. It was long. It's one of the longest animated movies ever made. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. See, I, I felt it in there. Yeah. Me I'm too. not going to lie. Like, I went in there, and I'm saying that this movie is that amazing. I went in there, and I was like, oh, I'm tired, and I'm a little sleepy. But still, I watched it all. That's how I knew it was a really good movie. Because I go. powered through, didn't fall asleep big. Um, and... Yeah, I guess you're saying that you don't you like the cliff and the cliff. I do. What I would like a full movie. Of course, I would always choose a full movie in theory over a cliffhanger ending that you need a whole other movie to tell. But I don't. Oh, another great example. I know you don't like this movie, but Dune is oh, Dune Part gosh, One. Yeah, you're right. And clearly ends on a not a cliffhanger, but like it's clearly like taking its time because it's one half of the story. Could be one third of a story. <laughs> I'll slow it away. <laughs> it was it was slow. I'll give you that. It was it was yeah. slow, but I don't mind slow. You know. Okay. Slow slow can be good. This this movie, the first forty five minutes to an hour of the movie, which in a traditional animated movie is over half, right? That's but the true. first forty five minutes goes from we have fifteen minutes in Gwen's world, and then we basically start the movie again over That's and true. do it with Miles. That's true. And then in forty five minutes in. Then he chases down Gwen, and you have Annihilate by Little Wayne and Metro playing, and then it gets dark. Then we're then we're going into the multiverse, and that's almost an hour in. But see, this is also why I say this one's better, because every moment of this long movie mattered. And you, I know you're gonna say, all right, maybe you don't fall in love with the character, but I disagree. I think you do. I know, and I, I I don't disagree with that, but I would argue that that's the same for Into the Spider Verse. I say you fall you fall in love with the characters more. Uh, you can name so many characters from this. That's um, that's true. And in the first movie, they don't do anything with Gwen. Gwen is basically just not a character. It's just him and Peter B. Parker and yeah. his family. Do you even remember what's her name? Aunt May. Do you remember her from the first movie? Just because of I've seen the montage of exactly. what's that's up my Major point. So like yeah. that's she's a forgettable character. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Even a lot of the crew, they have like one cool thing they do in a fight, and that's it. That's what I'm saying. And I think you're right. This one, you have Hobie. The punk Spider Punk. Exactly. He was great. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya, voiced by Daniel Kaluuya. Um, you have Pavithar Prabhakar, the exactly. Indian Spider Man, Spider Man India. Um, he was really fun. His whole world was fun. We'll talk about that more yeah, yeah. later. Uh, and then all the like returning cast of like Haley Steinfeld as Gwen and Peter B. Parker, who like we got to know a lot in the first movie, so it just felt like we picked up where we yeah. left off. Gwen is so much better in this movie. Miguel, I feel like we understood him Miguel. pretty well as like a faux villain, villain, yeah. like uh, just another force. Holes. Oh, Spot, yeah. Spot. I want to talk about Spot, uh, but before we do that, just let's, let's just shout out like Gwen Stacy's world. Like Opening the movie like that was pretty crazy. I think when I watched that first 15 minutes of like just colors and paint everywhere. Yeah, it was a nice... That was one of the nicely, I feel like, better animated parts of the movie. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole, yeah, it, it it felt like I you're in a Spider-Man museum and you're just like, oh yeah. And once it started, I remember watching it and I was like, oh, okay, it's going on. And then they're gonna switch, but then they switch for a while. And I was like, I was like, okay, if this is the movie, I'm here for it. It was that good. Yeah, and and I and I, I appreciate it. So I, I didn't I learned this from TikTok recently that a lot of the stuff that they show with Gwen on the drums, and that whole thing, and then her swinging through, and everything they show with her dad and. Um, what happened to her, Peter Parker, how he died. A lot of that just comes straight from the comics. Like, oh. there's a literal comic book that opens on page one with her banging the drums like we saw in the movie. Oh, and I was like, that's sick. They just took it right out and it feels fresh because we don't it's know kind of like um, the first movie they had the, what, the comic books each time they introduced a Spider-Man. Yes. It was the comic cover of their real life uh, comic. Yeah. So I guess this is opening it. There you go. Clever on them. See, that is very clever. Attention to details. I'm no, I agree. I think this one they were like, okay, we could do whatever we wanted in the first one. People like that. Now let's really do whatever we want to the point where like the structure of the the film and the way they told the story is pretty non traditional. Like movies that start with like multiple openings like that are a long, but b usually are telling this huge epic tale. And yeah, it, like Lord of the Rings feels like that. Where like. Uh, have you seen Lord of the Rings? Not a walking simulator, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. It's a walking simulator. Yeah. In the third movie, the last 45 minutes, it's just ending after ending. It's like you say goodbye to this character. Yeah, yeah You say goodbye yeah. to this character. They sail off, and then you say goodbye again, and it's like that. Uh, and that's kind of what they did in the beginning of this, but it, it felt fresh because it felt purposeful. So I want to talk about, like, I guess, like, did you find the payoff of everything we learned about Gwen and her father... And then coming back to them later in the, in the story, do you feel like that payoff worked for you? Because for um, me personally, I think that like the first 15 minutes were like gorgeous and beautiful and really sad. Yeah. And then it didn't feel rushed. It felt like they almost like chose when designing the story. They were like, all right, let's let's like make sure Gwen's good with her dad before going, getting into the third movie because it's a lot of emotional baggage to take care of. So they were like... It's not the main character. Yeah, but like they could have kept it a little. I hear they could have kept her on a cliffhanger as well. Like she is gonna go save Miles' dad because I don't know. I just I think it just didn't hit the same. I as feel like first. I kind of feel what you're saying, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm like, she's not. She's there to help Miles. Sure. And in my, I just might don't want to go into like what the second movie. I think the second, the third movie is gonna be so important because I do think. She, at the end of the day, she's just there for the two miles that exist in this movie. Right. Yeah. And, I, and so I'm fine. I'm fine that she... almost. I almost feel like the third movie would be too much if we're dealing with another Miles and Miles here and Miguel there and, and Gwen, Gwen doing the thing with her dad. You're right. You're right. It'd be too much for me to follow. So I'm, I don't mind it. I do feel like, yes, maybe they could have taken more time to um, flesh that out rather than some of the Miguel world scenes. Like, the Spider-Man chasing maybe didn't have to be that long. But sure. Yeah, but, you know, I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just a little, little small thing. But, yeah, I loved I loved the opening. Um, and then we... So, like, 15 minutes go by, and it's just this beautiful, like, intro to Gwen Stacy's world and her father and their relationship, followed by a huge falling out. And we meet Miguel, and we meet... Um, oh, who is the character that Issa Rae uh, voices? Oh, yeah, the... The woman on the, the motorcycle. The motorcycle pregnant. Yes. Pregnant Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know her name. But she's, she was really fun. Yeah. Um, 
and they defeat the vulture that came from like the Renaissance era or whatever. So I'm saying there's so many more characters you love in part two. There's a lot to love. That number one. I agree. Yeah. Maybe by the end of this, I'll be like, all right, maybe. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm open minded. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have all of that and just like this awesome fight scene and a lot of like musical themes introduced and all this is like jam packed into 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then Gwen enters the portal and we go right into that classic Spider-Man intro where it's kind of just like the first movie. And then from there on, we're with Miles for the next half an hour in Miles' world. That's true. And that whole... I will say, when we first jump in, and this is why I also like the the third movie more, or or just, I guess, my draw to the... I keep saying the third movie. The second movie. Uh-huh. I'm going to try and not think about the whole cliffhanger part, but yeah. the, the second movie... Um, when they introduce everyone in the beginning, you kind of, you just, you kept wanting more of like the Gwen because that story was so good. Kind of felt like we're just goofing off, you know, taking a break from such an important story. Yeah. And after a while, towards the end, that that small section becomes so more, like so important, you know? Yeah, that's my thing. I like, I, I don't want to jump in and start talking about holes, but holes is part or spot, whatever, you know? whatever his name is he's my favorite character in the whole thing that's why I'm like yeah that whole that whole section of his introduction to the end and how he he's the story that actually matters in the whole overarching thing yeah that's what drew me to it it's pretty great so let's yeah. talk about it like okay. we're, we're here oh, we can jump in oh, well, let's do well, this you know, Miles Morales is opening we see Miles swinging around his parents are waiting for him at a parent-teacher conference or whatever yeah and miles is delayed because he's fighting this random villain he finds he's a better spider-man now huh he's a better spider-man now why do you say that well he's he's like living life as i don't know if i feel like have you seen i mean of course i feel like most people have the like spider-man one two three movies yes the toby Maguire ones yeah yeah i feel like he's he's uh Spider-Man to Tobey Maguire. He's confident. He's swinging. He's working as Spider-Man, and you know, doing all delivering these things. pizza, yeah. and he's living both living lives. life. Yeah, going on dates in Spider-Man Three and whatnot. Yeah, that's the miles we see. That's the miles we see, and and I, I think a big theme of this movie is what happens after he fights the spot. And I, I just skipped over the spot, but I'll, we'll come back. Yeah. Um, you know, Miles is late to the parent teacher conference, and. His teacher says, um, or the, the, the counselor says, you, you know, you can't uh, have your cake and eat it too. And he walks in and he says, unless you have two cakes, cut to the party for his dad. What does Miles do? He Miles, he has two cakes with him. So this is his whole thing is like he wants to be Spider-Man and he wants to be Miles Morales. He wants to go to college and, and study all these things. Yeah. But he also wants to go be a superhero and fight crime and be the, the hero that he realized he was in the first movie. All of that set up is really well done and really subtle. I think it's the best writing in the entire movie. It's like so good. This 30-minute segment we have with him and his family. And that, Yeah, and it's such a slow setup because it's just you living Miles' life and it feels like you're just you know watching Miles, but in the background, you're setting up the whole movie. The whole the movie's whole being set up. And it's so... I, I, yeah, Shut I thought it was brilliant because yeah. I didn't even catch it my first time when I, my, when I watched it. Yeah. It wasn't until after I was like, oh my God, he had two cakes with him. <laughs> yeah. literally said that. <laughs> and the cake says... Um, does he say I'm not proud or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I saw that. I saw that picture. I didn't pick that up though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I just thought that was great. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, and like, I guess we go. I will say I'm still not sure 
the whole you can't you you have your cake and eat it too. Can he have his cake and eat it too? Is that That's the, the internal question. None of the other Spider Men think you can because it's they're like you have to let your dad die. You can't you can't be But he's not Spider Man. Well, exactly. Well, he is Spider Man. He's Spider Man, but he's Miles Morales. That's why he's the whole anomaly. that's the whole thing though, is yeah. the Spider Man are like you can't be Spider Man and decide your own fate. If you're Spider Man you have to adhere to these canon events that you cannot control. And Miles is like, Fuck that. I want to be Spider-Man and control my de- my destiny. Mm-hmm. I want to have my cake and eat it too. See, this is my question with like the multiverse and all that. It's like there's so much. I don't know. This is also I'm like me my new my, me being a newbie to the whole multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 there. Every Spider-Man is telling him your dad will die. Yeah. Um, but in his world, Uncle Ben's already dead. Well, Uncle Ben is is related to Peter Peter Parker, not Miles Morales. Yeah, but he had a Spider Man in his world that died. Uh huh. So yeah, so I'm saying the Uncle Ben's already dead. Spider Man. So you're died. saying the canon event is complete. The canon event's complete. He's just part two. Well, that's I think that's a theory that I saw afterwards. Was like you know because they they keep saying Miles Morales is the anomaly, but because he is this anomaly. Then oh. he does not have to adhere to canon events, so he's an, he's gonna end up being fine. He's gonna be he's, he'll be able to save his dad. See, I don't think he's the end. This is my personal theory now. Okay. I think that he when he goes to the second world and meets himself as Prowler, that was the guy that was supposed to be Spider Man. Yes, that is. So that is he is Spider Man in another universe, but not his universe. Not, not his universe. universe. In his universe, he's the anomaly because yeah. he wasn't meant to be Spider Man. But I'm saying the fact that there is a Spider-Man that is Miles Morales also means there's other universes that have many, many more Miles Moraleses as Spider-Man. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's a... I can't... I don't know if that's a plot hole or just a gap or maybe that. Maybe that's something that that's happens. Ends, man. If we're going beyond the Spider-Man, maybe that's what happens. I think in five years, we we just... Peter Parker's dead. Peter Parker is just Tom all Miles. Tom has gone. <laughs> it's yeah. just... Right, just all Miles. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know. But yeah, that's my theory. About that's interesting. That. Yeah, and then I never thought about that. It's like if if there's two miles, why are there not two hundred miles? Yeah. Um, and I will say I did see this. This part I did see. Okay. Um, there's a picture of that miles when he. Um, there's a point where he joins consciousness with uh, the spot. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and he sees what for the, what his spider was about to do. And in the classroom, correct? And he right? was gonna bite him. He was gonna. That was the guy. That was Prowler. It was gonna bite Prowler. Yeah, it was yeah. gonna bite alternate Miles. Yeah, alternate Miles. Yes. And so then... yeah, that that alternate Miles actually his canon event is to be Spider Man. To be Spider Man. Yeah, and he'll be Spider Man in the next movie. Again, it's just me just being great. <laughs> just me being great, guys. Just just, just saying, <laughs> just saying what's just you wrote letters. I wrote, I wrote this wrote, movie. You wrote yeah. letters to them five years ago. And yeah, you're like, yeah, we Here's had, what we, we should do. Yeah, and no. they're gonna follow your advice, and then yeah. they're gonna write the movie you want. Who wouldn't? Who would it? You know? <laughs> no, but yeah, no. I I I enjoyed the the whole setup. The whole setup with Spot. The whole setup with Spot complaining and being a joke. Being the same way uh, Miles Morales was a joke the first. I guess movie, right? Because yeah, he yeah. goes, "Oh, I made you." They kind of make each other, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Let, let's dive into the spot a little bit because I think um, people that I watched the movie with, or like people that I've talked about with the movie, were let down by the fact that 
yes, it's a cliffhanger, but it feels like Spot's the villain I'm going to have to fight, and then yeah. you don't. And I kind of love that. I kind of love the way they use the Spot. Yeah. Because of what you're saying of, like, you have Spot, you think he's just a bumbling villain just to, like, get the story going in the beginning, which is what he's presented as, and then he keeps coming back. Yeah. And we, we, we spend a couple minutes with him in his home, in his, like, weird dimension where he's just, like, in himself. And is like traveling through different dimensions and gaining yeah, power. Yeah. And by the time we uh, fight him and lose, really, in Mumbatan, and he has that whole moment where he's like, "I'm gonna come back and take everything." And the music that plays, and he's like, "See you home, see you at home, Spider-Man." Just disappears. That's like chilling, like top five Spider-Man villain shit right there. I th- I I think so too. I also the interview. I guess if you buy into his canon event mind thing, he appears to be such a big villain. He's supposed to be like a Thanos level villain. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, guys. Don't come at me, you know. Yeah, yeah in, you're talking about in that vision, he's like as tall as buildings. Yeah, he's like controls dimensions. He's like, uh, what's his name? Miguel sees him as kind of like a big reason that the whole multiverse could collapse or whatnot. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's that strong. He feels large. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a good thing to wait three movies. You know, like to the second, well, they're not three movies. It's a good thing to wait to the second movie. It's like battle him just because I don't know that Miles is there yet. I mean, he can barely do electricity in this movie. That's Even true. though he's comfortable being Spider Man, he's not comfortable being Miles Morales Spider Man. Wow. Yeah. He's comfortable being Spider Man, but he's not comfortable being Miles Morales. Yeah, you know what? It's deep. I'm, I'm just. You're just spinning right now. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Um, no, I think it's a good take. Yeah, yeah no, but so I, I like how long it takes. I, I also the movie was had so much going for it. I would have felt overwhelmed if it if had to end. Yeah, if we had they had to battle the whole villain again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. The having Miguel as the I don't know if he's the you know fake villain. What do you call it? The halfway villain. Yeah, whatever he it, just like another force in the story. Yeah, it was good. It was Miguel's a good character too. Miguel's a great character yeah. because it's like he lost his daughter trying to do what Miles is doing. So he's like, I I've done this before, and you're not gonna win. Yeah, no, and, and I resonate. Lose everything. Yeah, I resonate with him like being like, stop making so much goddamn jokes, y'all. Fucking focus. It's, it's serious <laughs> over here. Yeah. Um, I, I I liked all the banter when the spot was fighting uh, Miles and his dad was there with him. It was like a pretty funny because you still oh, yeah. you still think Spot is kind of bumbling, but you've been with him for like fifteen minutes. So you're like, is this guy just a nothing character, or is he gonna up until he kicks himself in the yeah, butt yeah, and like yeah. falls into himself? He's starting to look good slowly. You're like, I was a little worried for his dad, and I was like, is he, this is where is this where his dad is going to yeah, die? Yeah, I was like, oh damn, that would be tragic. Yeah, because yeah. it, it took a little long, and you're like, oh, yeah, it took, I know, right? It took, at first, I was like, all right, he gets him out of the convenience store. We move on. We go see, I don't know, Grim Goblin or something. Right. Even though I know the Grim Goblin died, but that Grim Goblin was brolic AF in yeah. the first movie. Um, yeah, no, but then he just kept going and kept going. It kind of just grew on you. And I feel like that's his point. He, he He's there, so you see him a certain way. You see him the same way Miles sees him in the beginning, kind of like an idiot. And towards the end, he matters so much. Yeah. You know? I don't know if he matters yet to Miles, really, because Miles is worried about... Well, he well, it's a spot that's going to kill his dad, so he's worried. Yeah, yeah. But I guess he's also worried about, you know, the other Spider-Man, too. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah but... His immediate battle in the beginning. The yeah. beginning of the next movie will be alternate Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
did you like the whole backstory of the spot and him being the guy that got hit by the bagel and uh, like you know the one who brought the spider into this dimension in the first place, all that stuff? Yeah. Did that work for you? I, it worked for me. Um, yeah, I don't need like a whole. You know, like I feel like maybe I guess we're used to just seeing like a character that they go and be like, "Oh, back in the day, they did so much." Yeah, I like to start back in the day. And we move forward. I don't need a whole... He's bagel, you know? Sometimes it's... That's all we are. We're just a bagel in the face. Just a bagel in the yeah. face. Do you, did, did you watch Everything Everywhere all at once? I did. I mean, multiverse bagels in both stories. What does that, does that mean? Every, everything Everywhere all at once. The bagel that was the... You know, yeah. the Everything Bagel was the multiverse. Are you saying that that's a, that's a link? I don't know. Okay. I just think it's interesting. Okay. Police came out within a month, like a year of each other. Like uh, one of those uh, conspiracy theorists. Yeah. He did what? I'm like, so next time we see a bagel in yeah. a movie, it's bagel, implying that there are multiple universes. Illuminati. I ate two bagels this morning, so that Am means I there's right? two other versions of me out exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I guess the everything bagel scene, but was it an everything bagel? Could have just been a blueberry. I, 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 I don't know what it was. Yeah. That's an interesting. Yeah. I should find out what kind of bagel it was. Yeah, if it's yeah. everything bagel, I'm like highly suspect. Okay, <laughs> but it doesn't. That doesn't make. I don't know. Okay. It could make. No, it could be like I because I mean they do mad. Uh, what's it called? Easter eggs in this movies. So could be. Could be. I'm not an Easter egg. Yeah, I'm not an Easter egg catcher. Yeah, no, me neither. Really. Yeah. Um, the only uh, this isn't an Easter egg. I don't think, but uh, I think I sent it to you. But the spider. In the first movie, the spider is glitching when we see it bite yes. Miles. And that's just like, you just don't even question why it's glitching. You just think it's glitching because it's a radioactive spider. Yeah. And then you realize that it's glitching because it's from a different universe. I thought that hit so hard after the fact. I think the movie, yeah. I think like the the whole, they're so good at getting you to see everything through Miles' eyes. Yes. Because of how, because I remember that scene. He just nonchalantly kills the spider, you know. Yes. And we move on. We move on with him. We know I, we know that that's gonna make him Spider Man, but it's like the spider doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, he just carries on his lives, becomes Spider Man, and I also think in this movie too, we see when we see um, Spot, he we treat Spot as nonchalantly as he treats. We treat everyone the way Miles see them, sees them almost. I think that's really good writing on their end. I agree. Yeah, yeah. shouts out to them. Um, so Spot goes away. We have the party with the family. We have the parents meeting Gwen and kind of like that moment where they get mad at Miles and then the Can mom you? grounds you. Yeah, yeah. That is one part I feel like um, I didn't like in this movie. The party? No, not the party. Like that meeting Gwen. Uh, maybe I just wanted to mean more. Yeah. It just was such a throwaway scene for something that's been building up for two movies. Oh my goodness, they finally meet Gwen and then she's like, okay. I didn't mind it. Okay. I, what I liked is that they have another moment at the end when Gwen is like, your son loves you a lot, like more than you know, but I'm going to go find him. Because they don't care about Gwen. She's just a white girl. And they're like, this fucking white girl is ruining our son's life. Like, they yeah, don't. but you come back home one day, you see a son with a random white girl on the roof. You just go, what's up? And you go home, you go sleep. I'm well, like, no, they were, they were concerned, you know? They were yeah. like, oh. You inviting white girls to my roof now? Yeah, exactly. That's what they did. Okay. I feel like they were. I don't like, know. I felt like the the scene just lasted. It was nice. It was nice to see just trust in parents and whatnot. That's so I, I hear that. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not gonna die on this hill. 
it's not like the greatest scene in the movie. It's anything. not. That's my point. I, mean, I just wanted the scene to be to mean more. To that's me. fair. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I did like the moment right after of Miles talking to his mom, and oh, her yeah, was, yeah. and her saying like, "Don't let them tell you you don't belong," and like, "Don't," but also don't forget where you came from. Mm. All this stuff. It feels like. Um, I don't know. It just feels like the start of this epic journey that he obviously ends up going on and is still on. Uh, and I, you know, this is jumping ahead, but when he had, when he's telling who he thinks is his mom that he is Spider Man, he says something that is like Dark Spider Man vibes, where he's like, "I did it. I beat them all. Like I'm better than all of them." Oh. And I was like, "That's not what your mom wanted you to oh. get away. From, get away." From. But he had this like because he's the prowler. That's what I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that. He has it in him. He has, <laughs> it, in him. He has it in him. I just think it's interesting that because like when I watched that, I was like, that's a. That's not what your mom wanted you to get out of this, and b. Like, that's not what I thought I got out of this. I, that's not, I didn't. I wasn't looking at you like, oh, he beat everybody. It's like you no. survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just outsmarted them once, and he had this like ego about him that is immediately kind of taken away. That's very interesting. I just thought, I just thought it was a really cool way to write it because it's like he he had this moment that he thought was this like big deal for him, but. It's flawed. It's inherently flawed because like he's telling his mom that he's Spider Man, but in this vein of like because I'm, I have the confidence because I'm better than than other people now. Yeah, I just think that's in- it's like a good. It's like a good. It's, he's a teenager. He has yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's growing really good. To do. I didn't even think about that because I guess we. He gets immediately. He comes back to I don't what should I say Earth. He comes back to forty two. Forty two. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh shit, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. But that's a good catch. That is very Dark Spider-Man-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Dark Spider-Man is forever ruined by Tobey Maguire, but Listen, in my head... I, I agree it's not a great, good movie. It's like borderline good, mostly bad. Yeah. But when you watch other Spider-Man like the Tom Holland movies are like not really much better. Across the board. <sighs> I, well, I guess... Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie out there. Go watch it. Oh, by far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the, both the Spider-Verse movies are like leagues yeah. ahead of any other Spider-Man movie yeah. out there. Yeah. I no, I I did see theories that uh, Miles Morales is a canon. Miles, it'd be crazy if they had like an animated um, Miles in the Avengers. Awesome, like what, what you just heard. What you just heard is TJ <laughs> miming his mind subtly exploding. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm joking, but no, that's a good catch. That's a very dark Spider-Man. That's I wonder where. I guess where the next movie we pick up. Well, I think it's gonna be interesting because you have Miles, obviously itching to get out, but he has this like inherently wrong way of thinking and who knows what kind of person the prowler is you know we have no we know nothing about his actual personality yeah. yeah he's a villain but does he have like weirdly like more sound morals or, or somehow then not morals in the sense of like good and bad but morals of like he knows who he is and what he can and cannot yeah yeah no yeah Dude. i agree because also his uncle's pretty interesting he has also like similar morals he's like doing all these bad things but we still end up liking him yeah and yeah. apparently his dad was bad in the past so his dad was bad yeah in the spider-man 2 scene he was like man your uncle we used to do bad things oh that's right yeah, yeah. so whatever that means i don't know it's interesting yeah i also have this thought in the back of my mind when you explain all this is does no one look for Miles? He's just a teenager. Come well, how long was he gone in real? Like, it, was it like? I don't know. That's that's my question. It's just like, 
Because then her coming back that night could have been so crazy. I think he's gone for like two hours. She comes in like, I love your son loves you. He's like, he just left. Like, what are you? I actually do think because when they, they leave the party, the sun is setting or it's nighttime. And then when he comes back and when Gwen comes back, it's also night. I don't think it's been a full day. There's no chance. There's nowhere that they're like sleeping. They go to the Moonbatten. They yeah. go to Moonbatten. They fight. Then they go to Spider City. They fight. And then he's back. So it might have just been like in the middle of the night or something. Okay. Can we go to Moonbatten? Yeah. Let's take a quick break and then we will jump into like the multiverse and all that. Okay. Let's talk about the multiverse, and I guess let's start with Moonbatten, because that's like a, you know, 15 minute, 20 minute scene that's just like a lot of fun. It's the first time we like see a new world in the multiverse, and it's like, obviously it's like very Indian inspired, but like it's just like, a, there's crazy animation, even them just like, uh, before the fighting even begins, them just swinging through the city with uh, Pavithar was just like sick, um, the colors and everything. And then obviously it becomes like a fight scene with the spot. And yeah. him creating this black hole that's supposed to suck up uh, the police chief, who is the father of Spider-Man India's girlfriend. Yeah. And then Miles saves him. What are, what are your feelings about this whole sequence? I had, a, I had a really good time during that sequence. Obviously, they were making Indian jokes and stuff. He was like, don't say chai tea. Is, you know, yeah, that's yeah. tea tea. All that, all that stuff was good. Uh, British Museum and all the stuff they stole. Like, just like little, little things like you just like, you know, it's fun to hang out. <laughs> No, uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, that scene, uh, Kelly had to. Um, I guess I'm name dropping. Name drop. Name drop. Yeah, but she had to like explain some of the scene because I think I missed a good portion of that. Not not the the jokes and the whole thing, but the whole um, um, the whole reason he's so gun ho about saving um, the name. You could you could say the name. Oh, Spider Man India is easier than Pavithar. <laughs> we need these tools fixed. Okay. <laughs> no, all right. but um, yeah. So Kelly put me. She kind of explained how, like, why he's so gun ho about trying to save um, his dad. Because when he when he sees Spot's consciousness, apparently, um, Spider Man India's dad um, dies in the same way his dad's supposed to die. Trying yes. to save some girl. And I was like, oh, yes. I see. That's why he's like... It's it's like the canon event that Miles, as an anomaly, yeah. stops, which ends up causing an anomaly in Spider-Man India's world that they have to now yes, go yes. kind of deter. But I enjoyed the world, though. I mean, the only bad thing, I guess, is called Mumbai, and I wish they had just gone with, you know, something else. I want to say more unique than Manhattan, but... Manhattan Mumbai. plus Mumbai. Yeah. yeah. That was tough. Not <laughs> but, a great name. <laughs> But I liked it. I liked everything about it. I liked that whole scene. I, I thought um, the Spider-Man India was, you know, funny. I thought that was one of the better, had the better, most solid, like, jokes of all the worlds we saw. Totally. Um, we also meet Hobie in this world. Which we also, yeah, that's true. We and Hobie and Spider-Man India have this, like, fun friendship. Yeah, and he's, Hobie's also maybe top five Spider-Man ever, right? Oh, yeah. for sure. He's great. Yeah, really um, good too. I love the all like Miles thinking that or not knowing if Hobie and Gwen like hooked up or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, how many like something like you left your toothbrush at his place? Like, why yeah. did you leave your toothbrush? All that stuff. Uh, I also like that it's completely unanswered. Like, did she sleep with Hobie? Like, probably, right? Yeah, I don't know, but Hobie doesn't care. Hobie doesn't care. He's 
too he's too anarchist to care about little stuff like that and i love that like we're just kind of set up that like miles and hobie are not going to be friends because of this yeah and then hobie ends up being the only person watching yes, out for yes, him exactly it was just such a great another thing i thought another like i guess um sorry for banging the table there but like another i guess uh showcase of their writing is how they have hobie just being this antagonist this whole time and he's like pilfering stuff yeah and it turns out this is pilfering stuff to save spider-man in the future he teaches him the the hands oh that payoff was so sick because right? because you know he, he teaches him in, in in the world like use your hands and then when miles is in that red cage and you're just seeing the camera kind of panted from spider-man it's like a second of hobie being like hey just shows him the hands and then yeah, you just yeah. pan away from him and then you just see miles do it and i'm like it was so quick and so happening but you know exactly what they're talking about and it's almost all non-verbal exactly i was like oh that's they're really good at setup yes they should set up my life <laughs> you know? can you use can you use uh plans of canon events for yeah. me in the future <laughs> put let, let a guy do a little thing help me out let him you know yeah easy stuff but no i i, I enjoyed i was gonna say it's one of my it's one of the favorite world but i also think miguel's world was just i guess we don't really see miguel's world we see downtown. <laughs> we see down, yeah. But I, let's let's talk about that world because we spend way more time there, and that's it. Obviously, is more important. I'll pause and just say like, so I saw obviously everything everywhere all at once is like a goaded movie. Um, everything bagel. Everything bagel. Um, but there's besides that, every multiverse movie in this like chain of the last five years that we've seen doesn't hold up compared to this movie like doctor strange multiverse of madness in my mind was such a letdown i'm not even talking about like the movie but just the way they present the multiverse we go to one alternate universe and it's incredibly boring oh. and it's like you name the movie multiverse of madness you can't make it this disappointing no way home like yeah a lot of fan service but like the world there's no new world that they're going to it's like okay I, as a multiverse uh just like enthusiast no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a multiverse professional, hi scholar of multiverses here. No, I think as like I, I want to talk about the whole multiverse like structure more, but just like as a concept of a multiverse, this one is so just like it's so much more fun to oh, watch this movie. I wasn't even think it's a better multiverse. Um, ooh, I was about to say something crazy that. I, not, no, it's here. You're the king of hot takes. <laughs> no, if you believe it, I want to take it. I was gonna say it's a better multiverse than everything everywhere all at once, but that's not true. That's not true. Uh, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, that was that was about to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, yes, they they do it in a very fun way, and they also do it in a very meaningful way. Like you see the worlds, the worlds mean something. The worlds mean so much to the characters that are in those worlds. Yeah, and they're a big reason why you you know love those characters. So I was like, uh, I enjoyed. Going to different worlds. Me too. Even when we finally go to Earth Forty Two, which is so similar, I think that the payoff is well, so similar to his world. I guess is weird out Earth Forty Two. Yeah. According to them, um, yeah. I I think it's like um, the storylines there and the colors. Maybe it's also just like good animation shots. I'm just like, oh, this looks pretty. It's nice. It's I'm very pretty. It. Yeah. Very very pretty. The the like lighting and like. The blue skies in that Spider City kind of remind me of like whatever stills I've seen from like anime movies. If that makes sense. In uh, Miguel's world. Miguel's Spider world, City. where yeah. it's like tall skyscrapers that like kind of evoke yes, this like yes, Asian yes. city, but yeah. also like, you have like green hills and blue skies, which yeah, just yeah, feels yeah. like very like your name. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen a movie poster of your name, so I okay. might be talking about my ass. But like I was like, this is very pleasant. Um, 
Yeah, Your Name is it's a good movie. You should watch it. You should I watch should. it. Do an episode on Your Name. I would love to. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a big hole. I mean, anything Asian cinema is a big hole in my like uh, repertoire. I've you, seen one Studio Ghibli movie. It's Spirited Away. Oh man, wild! Yeah. One Studio. One, and I watched it two months ago. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I watched it for my, like, I did an episode about the 10 influential animated movies. I <laughs> so you watched the one. I watched it, and then I was like, oh, if okay. You, oh, you could watch a ton of City Ghibli movies and put them on that list, I feel. I'm sure I could. Yeah. I mean, but it was a 21st century list, though, again, so. Have you done this episode? Yeah, I did. Oh. You gotta catch up, man. I gotta catch up. Do you have Akira on this list? But that's that's not 21st century. Oh, okay. It's only 21st yeah. century. If, it, if I did all animated movies of all time, like, A would be... I have to make it like a list of at least 25 movies to cover enough years. Okay. And then it would just be picking and choosing like what my preferences are because there's so many movies out there. Where were we? I wanted to shout out one thing in the idea of like the canon events and the multiverse. I think the reason it felt so fresh to me, this is like yeah, another multiverse movie and another like Spider-Man movie, but the reason it feels so fresh is because they call out that there are so many Spider-Man movies. We've seen, last yeah. 20 years, we've seen... 10 Spider-Man movies too many and not even counting the ones where Spider-Man appears in like Avengers Infinity War Civil War things like that I don't watch superhero movies and I've seen too many Spider-Man there's movies there's too many and this is the first one that's like A like there's a ton of these that exist through all mediums of art yeah and B what response or what power do we have as creators and artists to uh, alter and change what has already been decided Ooh, yeah. And wow. it's like, you know, it's like this is IP deep, is like that's a deep question. It is. It's like a seventy five year old comic. It's yeah. super old. Super influential. Very influential. In video games. Everyone movies, knows it. Everyone everything. knows Spider Man. Yeah. He's often cited as the most beloved superhero. Yeah. And this movie's the first one that's like, what like can we just change it up? Because Miles Morales maybe this is where we should get into Miles Morales as like a comic, but like from what I've learned doing research is that uh I think you we were talking about this earlier this week, is that Donald Dover uh, was hoping to be Spider-Man in his community days. Does this whole like online campaign, Donald for Spider-Man. Yeah. Doesn't end up getting Andrew Garfield's role, but community kind of like does an Easter egg with it where he's wearing a Spider-Man hoodie in the first episode of the second season. Yeah. The creators of this movie like see that they like how he looks. They like this idea of a black Spider-Man. They write Miles Morales as a character. That that was right. That was like ten years ago. Yeah. And so this idea of, like, Miles Morales being an anomaly and being different is, like, rooted in the fact that he is an anomaly. He's not supposed to be here. It's literally just an idea that some guy had 10 years ago and made, and now, obviously, we, everyone knows him because of these movies. And I just love that. It's, like, playing on this meta aspect of the character. It's also playing on, like, can we create characters that are just brand new and not Peter Parker's or not rhyming names, and can we make their stories completely different? Yeah, and I, from what I know, very little I know on the, um, you know, the comic book world. I don't want your whole, your listener, your large viewer base to just come at me. You're about to get four crazy emails from (laughs) me and my three other email addresses. But no, uh, from what I know, I feel like at that time also it was like, they were trying to change it. They were changing like the Hulk. I think they made like an Asian Hulk. There were all these characters that they were trying to like, um... Ring, ring, what's the word? Like revamp. reinvigorate. Yeah, thank you. And they, they all failed. Yeah, they all failed. Yeah. But Miles, like, that's stuck. And also, that's like, it's for Spider Man, which is already so influential for some reason. Spider Man's 
it's been huge in like all our lives in yeah. video games everything so many people know Spider-Man and love Spider-Man so yeah I, shout out to that I don't know if it's purely on I guess who the who's making the story if it's the writing yeah. if it's maybe just resonates with people more but whatever the case I'm glad it's stuck it, it's weird like when you look at Spider-Man as like a character and like his quality like first of all he's in New York and he's fighting crime and he's just like it's a very like urban character. It's not like he's in the suburbs or whatever. Like, it's crazy that it's just he's just been a white guy this entire time. Yeah, I mean that was the entire point, right? It's like, nuts. Yeah. It's, like, it's a no brainer. Like, I can't believe it. we waited till twenty eleven to make this happen. <laughs> like, Obama had been in office for three years. Oh yeah. Oh, speaking of Obama, I just saw this on TikTok. Uh-oh. You know, you're dropping all your TikTok things. Okay. Apparently, in his world, in the first movie, there's a Michelle Obama sticker when you in the when you first open. That shows that we're in not our world because it's Michelle Obama who was president. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. What if in the Prowlers world it's Obama and they're like, "Thanks, Obama." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, in the bad world, Obama's yeah, president. Obama's. <laughs> the, the creators no, are like, "Yeah, we're actually super Republican." Like they just, they just out themselves in the last movie. It's like red-blooded Americans. That's the third movie. That's the third it's, movie. Yeah, Beyond the Spider Verse. Obama's the big villain. Yeah. No, but um, I that whole I forget where we were on. You were just shouting out the Michelle Obama. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, and then they made this movie because they're because of a great rewrite. And yeah. I know, I know, rewrite that's been coming. It's it's long overdue. Yeah, I also but th- think it, this is it's not. I don't. I like that it's not cheesy. It's not just like let's tell a Spider-Man movie with the black guy. It's like let's like very much like call out the fact that like he's black and this is different and he no one thinks he should be here yeah. and he feels different and rewrite his own story. His own like um, even though he's still Spider-Man, he's still going through the same thing. Things Spider-Man went through. It still very much feels like you know it's Miles Morales' world. Totally. I think yeah with him. In the first movie, he's learned to be Spider-Man, but they don't... They never treat him as another revamp, like, reboot yeah. of Spider-Man. He's not Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield. He is... Very much separate. Yeah. Which is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. They've been doing it well for 10 years. I don't know how... It's a good plan. Don Glover's got to get, like, residuals or something. He, I mean, he was in the movie. That's why he was in the movie. Yeah. That's true, but, like, I don't know. The whole thing is 10 years of storyline based on him. All based on him. Yeah. I know, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Well, you got work to do. I got work to do. Yeah. The next episode is Donald Glover. The Donald Glover verse. <laughs> exactly. Everything Donald Glover has Should touched. get him on here. That'd be sick. Yeah. He'd be like, I don't like this. This is a weird podcast. <laughs> it's just you? It's just you on a mic? There's yeah. no studio? It's just you hey, on hey, in your living room right now? Maybe that's what he's into. I don't know. <laughs> Big Philadelphia guy. Should we talk about the chase scene? Yes. Fucking... Like, I that's one of the things they showed in the trailer. The teaser trailer is like a bunch of Spider Man, and then they yeah. have a little bit of things. They have Spider Man chasing him, and I didn't feel like it spoiled anything at all. Like, it no. hit so hard in theaters. It did. And it was just like, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was edge of your seat, but it was just like what I, you'd been waiting for. It's like, let's fucking go. And it's just like so chaotic and so fun. And there's so many little easter eggs like if you were watching it at home and you paused it every second you'd see so many so many Spider-Man. different Spider-Man and references there's a Spider-Man plushie that's thrown at his head there's like a um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man parked car 
parked car. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Do you see that? There's a spider cat I saw. Yeah. Uh, oh, we did uh, really quick. The Lego spider. You know about the kid who animated the Lego spider verse? No. Yes. So you remember there was a Lego scene in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene was animated by a 14 year old kid. So that kid animates two years, three years ago. He animates um, a scene or a trailer of Into the Spider Verse on, and he puts it on YouTube, blows up. Creators see it. They're like, "This is sick." They oh, reach wow. out to the family, families, oh, wow. and they're like, we, "We want your son to animate a Lego scene for the movie." This and is crazy. They're like, "Well, you as soon as he does his homework, we'll let you talk to him." He's that good at animating at fourteen. Fourteen, and he has a movie credit, one of the biggest movies of the year. One of the biggest movies of all time. Of all time, yeah. It's not That's crazy. And it's like... Damn, his life is gonna, you know, nowhere to go from here. It's just all downhill. <laughs> There's no, no way he's gonna live up to that. Yeah. No, but that's crazy. I that's see heroin cool. in his future. <laughs> hey, might as well, you know? Canon event is okay. Steve's cat. We're completely sober, by the way. This feels like we're, like, drunk talking right now. We're all we're just chugging water right now. Yeah, just water. Just hydrating. Yeah. High on life. Mm-hmm. This is our canon event. This is our canon event. It's talking about Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I I don't really have much to say about this. I liked everything. I will say, a lot of comparisons have been made to the moment on, with Miguel on the train where he says, nah, I'm going to do my own thing, to the first movie, and where he's like, what's up, danger? It's a leap of faith, all that stuff. You can't really compare them because it's not fair. But like in terms mm-hmm. of like moments where he's like realizing something about himself and making a choice... You mean Miles doing his own thing? Miles doing his own. Remember when he's like, Miguel's like telling him you can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, electrifies him and jumps off the train. The first movie's version of that hits so oh, much harder. You think so? Oh, for sure. Ooh, I, th- I think it was great. All the stuff with Miguel was great. But like comparing like, again, the payoff of like, you know, you know, Miles is going to win that train fight. Otherwise the movie doesn't go yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But like knowing that like, Miles has never been done anything as Spider-Man besides like lose and then he's like just about to leave off a building and like the whole payoff of that that's true that's you love true. to see Spider-Man swinging I just thought it was great that's very true I don't think there was as much big payoffs in this movie you're right that that first movie where he you know he leaps and then you see the city and that's kind of the cover of the whole movie I, I feel you in that that's, that was a big scene it wasn't like the most action-packed climax you know what I'm saying yeah but a lot of action still, but not like you'd expect from a superhero movie with the whole bad guy fighting. I think that was good for me. I didn't need a whole, um, I didn't need a part one antagonist, a part one villain to do battle with. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. I liked the setup. Me too. I'm glad it stops. I'm, I'm glad they cleaved. It's rare that I'm glad that something is done and I can, I wish it was, I mean, I wish it come out sooner, but Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I don't mind... Uh, I I thought the action with Miguel specifically was good. Like, they have some really, like, intense fighting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also where you get to see a lot of that, like, Spider-Man, like, charm, where you have all these people just, like, being Spider-Man, and that's always fun. There's a lot of yeah, quips, yeah, a lot yeah. of jokes, a lot of, like, little, little interactions between side characters. And a TikTok thing. Um, I didn't see this on TikTok. Realities, I watch YouTube shorts, but, you know. Okay, YouTube shorts. <laughs> But um, I saw that in that scene when you go to the city, when people say something, or was it when they say something? 
there's a scene where every Spider-Man in there makes their own joke about um, spot and holes. They each make their own specific pun about holes. Oh, really? And it's written all over all the yellow, like, um, you know, those yellow text boxes that they usually use in comics that they have in those scenes. Yeah. Are all Spider-Man jokes? Whoa! Yeah, I didn't read any of them because th- that scene was quick. You know, yeah, very People quick. Are, things yeah, were happening. It's meant to be, yeah, viewed in slow mo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a great scene. Great scene. Uh, and I think it, they have a way of making long scenes feel like they lasted sh- like a short time because that scene was very long. The whole coming to Spider City, meeting Miguel. Oh, I'm stuck in a box. Like, yeah. yeah. That was the most effective part of the movie for me, that him being stuck in a box and realizing why they're all there and realizing that he's like alone in his quest to save his dad. Yeah. Because it feels yeah. like, oh, his dad's going to die. Let's all go save him. But no, it's all yeah. you. Uh, I thought that was probably one of the most effective parts of Spider City. Yeah. That was the most effective part of Spider City? Not the whole city? Uh, I think it wasn't just because I, we, I knew it was coming. Oh, I see. If I if it was just a surprise, if we had no knew nothing about it, and then it's like Welcome to Spider City, here's I'd be like, holy shit, this reveal is insane. But like that's, we saw that we saw that little saw shot trailer. Yeah, trailer. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I still um, liked it. I liked Danger a lot. No, I I, I I did too. I did too. I think that that specific part of it though just stuck out as like yeah. a emotionally powerful scene. I will say one thing though, Miguel does Miguel Spider B Parker. Yeah. The main Spider Noir, um, Miles Morales, they make the other Spider Man look B grade in terms of. They probably are B grade. <laughs> I mean, they don't know who they are. Yeah, I mean, Spider Man part car is like, alright, guys. Part car is insane. <laughs> no, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I also liked how that's, that led so perfectly into the. What's it called? The cliffhanger? You know, yeah, of him from, like, trying to escape and not realizing yeah. that he's going to a different universe. Yeah, they go from like Chase. And truly, they got me. Like, I should have seen that scene coming. It was so, it was right there on the nose. Yeah. But because of everything that's happening, they didn't even have to hide it and they still got you, I felt. Yeah. Because so I was like, oh, he's going back to his real city. And it's right there. It's not, it's written Earth 42. When they're sending him back, you see it. You see right it. Right in front of your face. And you just don't realize it. You just don't realize it. Yeah. yeah. And we've seen 42 the entire movie. The entire we saw time. it on the spider again. Yeah. We saw it in a couple other things. Um, they even say that like it takes you back to where the spider was. Like They, they tell you everything you need they, to know. They tell you everything you and know. And you don't realize that they're setting you up. Again, graded setups. Yeah. Subtle setups. Tell you everything and they still catch you in the end. And in the end, I was like, oh, is this, this not his yeah. idea? Yeah. Uh, before we get into that final act, which I, I'm excited to talk about the twist and the finale, one little detail that I did catch while watching it the first time or the only time. I see, keep saying the first time like I've seen it more than once. You're um, going to watch it again. I really want to. Yeah. Uh, I saw it on IMAX the first time, so I don't need to do that again. But it was, That's what I should have done. I, if you want to go, I'd, I'd go with you. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd happily do it again. I tried to watch it IMAX, but it was too it was booked up, so I had to go somewhere else. Yeah, you were there opening weekend. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when... When Miles is running away and Miguel goes, uh, he goes, he's yelling at a bunch of other Spider-Men and he's like, find Peter Parker. And they all, they all point at each other. They do the meme. That was like a funny bit. But then uh, Miguel is like, no, find Miles. And so it's like in the entire Spider-Universe, there's one. There's only one Miles. One Miles. Mm. That's one thing I did catch in the thing. That's your point of there really being two miles, but only one Spider-Man that's miles. 
I think it's interesting that they're keeping it that way. Yeah. Even though it would be cool if, like, in Beyond Spider-Verse, they revealed that there's more out there. But in the context of everyone that they know, I thought it was another thing of, like, he is truly, like, everyone knows, like, oh, Miles, that guy. Like, that one that doesn't belong. Which is also interesting because Miguel is not a Peter Parker either. Is is his last name? Oh, it's O'Hara. It's not Pope. Yeah, unless Miguel means Peter in Spanish. Which... That's, don't think that's how that. Yeah. Uh, don't think that's how language works. <laughs> but, yeah, Miguel no. translates to Peter. <laughs> but I also know he's like a Peter that exists in a world where, I think, if I'm getting this correct, I know such brief such small comic book knowledge but I think he exists in like in his world it's like 2099 so Peter Parker is way back when it's his past got it okay yeah so that makes sense. I don't know how that that matches up but I, don't, I, I think that Miguel O'Hara is an anomaly you think he's an anomaly I think that's I think that's gonna be revealed in the, mm-hmm. that, that's jumping the gun I know we have theories at the end of this yeah. but Okay. Let's say that for later. That's um, a vampire, which is so random. So random, so kind of funny. scary when he brings out his yeah. claws. He's he's not webbing anything. He's just, just running up a train, it. just fucking shit up as he goes. Yeah, that's the one thing I remember thinking. Or also, Kelly mentioned this to me. It's like, it's like, is he Spider? I was like, he's wearing the suit, but he's not doing any Spider Man. There's no Spider Man. Yeah. There's no Spider Man powers. It's just yeah. super strength, and he has claws that yeah. can crawl up things. It's just a. Badass guy on a spider suit, I guess. With the fucking amazing traps, and yeah. Like Dorito back and everything. Yeah, it could be a weirdo with a spider suit. I don't know why he chose the spider suit per se, but you know. <laughs> See, I like that one. It's like you know, Spider Man. I'm Spider Man. <laughs> That's me. Great fit. Um, okay, should we should we jump into the third act, the final final section of this movie? Yeah. The twist in the, the finale. Twist. I didn't see the twist coming. I thought it was fantastic. I liked. Because truly in the theater, I I was like, he's telling his mom, holy shit, he's admitting mm. that he's Spider-Man. This feels wrong. Why is he doing this? Like this, fe- I can't believe he's fucking doing this. Okay. And then obviously, uh, he glitches out after his mom has a weird reaction. And yeah. I just thought that was so brilliant. Because I really, really... Don't... The one thing that was confusing to me was that we see the other Spider-People and we see Gwen in Miles' universe looking for him. And we see Gwen outside of Miles' room. And then we cut to Miles in his room, obviously, in a different dimension. And the entire time, I'm looking out the right window, trying to find Gwen's like head pop up, and it never popped up. And I was like, why are they showing us what's on the outside and what's on the inside that's so different? Like, there's no cohesion between these two rooms. I, I thought that was just bad directing. In the, moment, in the moment, I was like, this is weird. Why are they showing it this like this? And then okay. immediately, I was like, I'm an idiot. That's brilliant. Like, I can't believe they just got me. Oh, see... I at that point I've I think I clocked what was going on. Okay. But I still didn't real for some reason still didn't realize oh we're about to meet uh Earth forty two prowl and that whole thing caught me off guard. Once we meet Uncle Aaron in that world, I knew that we we're gonna meet Miles Morales in that Yes, world. yes, yes. Once I saw he's dead. Yeah being dead. And I'm then he was like, like oh, oh what you you changed your haircut, you had dreads or whatever? Yeah, yeah the dreads I was like holy Yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh shit, okay. A little tidbit, exactly. also the the prowl the and what, what do we call him? Anti Miles Morales, the whatever, or the real Spider Man. The real Spider Man. Okay, whatever. The other guy. Yeah. He is uh, more clearly uh, Latino. Like obviously Miles is like an Afro Latino guy, but yes. this guy has dreads. His accent was more like Spanish. I don't even know. I don't, well, that's because his dad's dead. Because his dad's dead and yeah. he was raised by his mom. See, that's, Such that a level small of detail. detail. It's nuts, dude. Yeah. No. Shouts out to these people. Yeah, they really go. They try so hard. <laughs> and it works. It's like, you don't feel like, 
wow, they tried really hard and yeah. this fucking sucks. It's like, no, goddamn, like, I can't believe how many people worked this hard. It, it's, you can, like, you can sense the, like, just uh, pure ambition in this movie. Yeah. That's, like, the thing that I think people need to go see this in theaters for is just, like, I can't believe they made this movie the way they did it and, like, they pulled it off. And they, yeah, it, the, the research team must be crazy. I mean, the probably the nerdiest nerds of all time just pumping the way I'm pumping through 21st century comedies this yeah. week <laughs> to prepare for our podcast exactly. next week. That's them with Spider-Man comics, just for a day. I can't honestly feel like any. I can't be like, oh, if only they had this detail. Like, oh, look at that. They they nail everything cultural, everything. Well, I wouldn't say everything cultural because I'm not Spanish, but um, they have that element in there. Of it feels like you're at an immigrant part. Like as an Indian person, I was like, there's. The yeah. annoying auntie that you don't want to talk to, people with the loud people with the mic, like the family argument that breaks out at a party, like all this stuff is so rooted in like, I don't know, being a person of color, being an immigrant. Like, yeah, and they, I think it's also rooted in just growing up in Queens and whatnot. They, again, I think grew up in Queens, but <laughs> fucking West Side Story. <laughs> completely wrong. <laughs> completely I'm different just, neighborhood in New York. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. I was lost. There's another. What's the other? Uh, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. But they are. Um, I think they do so. They do so well with just cultural things. With him sp- going from Spanish to English in the first movie, and they keep that whole thing in the second movie. Everything they do, I feel like they do it so thoughtfully. Uh, no subtitles on the many lines of Spanish in this movie between him and his mom. Did they have that in the no, first movie? No subtitle. Well, in the first movie, there was not that much. This movie, there were like multiple sentences at a time that you don't have subtitles. And I kind of liked it because you kind of get the vibe of it. Okay. See, I almost feel like that's a trend that's been happening lately. And I'm I'm mixed on it. Have you seen other movies that do that? Where it's yeah, just... I forget. I saw a movie recently. What was it? It wasn't Spanish. It was like, um, it was some English European movie or something. And mm-hmm. then they just go into like speaking like full on German. I'm like, am I supposed to no, do exactly. something with this? Well, I don't mind it. I mean, have you seen The Godfather? Yes. So they, there's that whole scene where Al Pacino's character, you know, is talking in Italian and there's no subtitles, but you, you know why he's there. Yeah. yeah so you yeah. understand that he's, and then he breaks in, he's like, what I want. Yeah, no. That's most important to me. I get it. I get it. I get it sometimes. I know. I, I, I didn't also mind it in this movie, to be fair. It's like, not so big deal. I'm like, I, I need my English or yeah. else. Like, get out of my country. Yeah. No, nothing like that. But, yeah. I just, you know. Maybe I'll learn Spanish. Just for this movie. <laughs> just for this movie. That's <laughs> one of the saddest mind. reasons to learn <laughs> one of the language. largest languages in the world. is so you can understand four more lines of dialogue yeah. across the letters. I would say it also, like, adds to... Um, to how he interacts with his mom. Uh-huh. I feel like that whole Spanish speaking back and forth. And also, it's a little bit different in how he interacts with his dad. Because even the Miles Morales dad has his dad. has In his world, he's been full, feeling a little bit more and more distant. Yeah. Yeah, they have the whole conversation where he's trying to, you know, not die from spot, but talk to his talk dad. Talk to his dad, yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. Great scene. I feel like we kind of skipped over that, but a lot of funny jokes in that yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I like the, the level of detail. If I wish, I, I don't know. So, I don't know, I, maybe that's also why I appreciate this one too more is I try, you know, to the world out there. I do art sometimes, I guess. And, I've seen it. 
yeah, it's, I wish I could, I'm, I feel like there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I'm thoughtful about what I'm doing. I start doing it, you know, and then some parts of me is like, I just do them because they look good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like everything they did in this movie meant something, which is impressive, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I agree for the most part, but you, that, it feels like, you know, the scene of him and Gwen uh, hanging out on a skyscraper and, and hanging out upside, upside down, that's pretty much just beauty and like soaking in that moment. It's it's intentional because you want to hang out with them as... Well, I think they just, in my mind, I thought they were just copying the whole um, Spider-Man I hang out upside, upside down with my girlfriend. Well, yeah, but there's no like deeper meaning behind that. It's just a cool thing that Spider-Man does. I mean, I guess Easter eggs count as a meaning in my back. Is that an Easter egg or is it just is the character, you know? That's like being like... Jack Sparrow was on a boat because he's a pirate. He's, he's like, well, pirate. yeah, that's not an Easter egg. He's a pirate. <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> Big Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I agree with your point, though. I just, I'm trying to I'm trying to qualify a little bit. No, that's fair. That's fair. Well, the movie is worse now, guys. <laughs> the movie is now 1% worse. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of hit the main plot, I guess, since we're at the end of the movie. Theories about the sequel... You yes. have one that fucking the Prowlers, Spider-Man or some garbage like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, this Prowler is, he is the Miles Morales that's canon, right? He's the canon. He's the canon Miles Morales. Correct. Okay. Um, the Miles Morales we have. Yeah. He's, I don't even know if he's the Prowler. He just goes to school, goes to some Ivy League college. But he um, was supposed to be the prowler if the spider didn't bite him why do you say that though because when the spider bit him what, what was he doing he was hanging out with uncle aaron doing graffiti if that spider yeah. doesn't bite him he just keeps hanging out with uncle aaron suddenly you know he's, he's his relationship with his dad was already fractured but kept getting more fractured because of the boarding school and everything uncle aaron would soon become his mentor and you know they would both kind of play that prowler figure together like well, maybe he learns to code him. you know and <laughs> <laughs> he's at the best prep school in brooklyn yeah well no uh, i I, no, truly, I, I truly think that though no that's fair that's fair so he's the prowler in his universe yes if the spider doesn't bite him he's the prowler but the spider bites him which that's the anomaly and but that spider was also going for the other one he was so one of them is the real spider-man well it's 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 more like in my mind it's more like what was supposed to happen versus what happened. So once an mm. anomaly takes place, things are just different. Things are just different. Okay. It's okay. not that both universes now kind of split off and exist in parallel. Okay. That being said, I think there will be some redemptive quality to the Prowler because I think it would be weird if like... He's Miles, just a straight up villain. Yeah, Miles meets another Miles and he just fucking... He's the worst guy ever. It's like, no, like there's going to be some redemption. I um, think... Yeah, I, 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 I just completely think that he's going to be the next... He's going to be the Spider-Man of Earth-42. You mean the anti-Miles Morales we see? Yeah, the Miles Morales who does become the Prowler. I think he is the Miles. He becomes... And what, what what happens to our Miles? He's still Spider-Man. He I goes think beyond the spider I think that, that next Spider-Man is just introducing him as not an anomaly. And he is Spider-Man. He, there will be a potential another Miles Morales out there. Mm. Just I think that's the first. You know how like... I don't know. First, there was Peter Parker. Yeah. And then there was Peter B. Parker. Right. And next, there was Miguel, I think. Miguel's literally 2099. I don't know. I don't know how it goes, but like... Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Because um, like, Gwen cannot be also the only Gwen that becomes Spider-Man. You know? Right. There's, even in, I think... 
I want. I don't remember. I, this is like such hazy memory, but like in the old Spider-Man cartoons, I feel like there's a there's Spider-Man, there's Gwen as Spider-Man, correct? I don't know. You don't know. I'm yeah. not a big comic guy. Yeah, me honestly, me neither. I don't. I feel like I just hear people say these things. So I should we say that as a point though that like despite this movie being rooted in the Spider-Man comics and having hundreds of Spider-Man. Knowing literally not, none of them, it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. It's not. That's not what this movie's about. No, no. Which, not. which I think is a pretty interesting difference because a lot of what Marvel's doing now is like, if you want to enjoy this movie, you have got to watch four TV shows and you got to watch sixteen movies in the past. Yeah, and this is much. like, do you like like a? Yes, you should watch the first movie to really understand oh, yeah, what's of going course, on. Of course, of course. It's just two movies though. It's a yeah. series, but that's it. There's no outside knowledge you need. They walk you through any of the outside canon events that you you really need to understand even yeah. if you've never seen any other spider-man movie you can understand the concept of okay there are things that happen to this character and i know that this character exists outside of this the more you know the more you get rewarded but as like an on the surface thing it really works as a standalone movie yeah I, and i would say maybe it's also partly why the early marvel avenger stuff worked like iron man all that stuff it's like you didn't have to know 10 different movies to watch they just relied on good storytelling yeah. and good acting now you gotta you know I don't even know what you have to go you gotta, I, you yeah. gotta, you gotta burn 50 hours yeah chug through 5 different seasons of television it's actually nuts and it's I, apparently there's a show that came out 2 weeks ago called Secret Invasion on Disney Plus it's a Marvel TV show oh. one of the 8 or 9 that exists now probably more and apparently there was some crazy reveal where Don Cheadle's character who is in Iron Man as a war machine yeah uh, his character is revealed to be like a scroll, which is an alien in the Marvel world. So it's like, we don't know. I, I just saw this on TikTok, but it's like, you see a reveal like TikTok's mask. I, I see. I actually know what these people are. Yeah. Because yeah, I've seen them in Young Justice. Oh, I've never seen Young Justice. Oh my gosh. I, oh, sorry. Am I now missing oh, out? Oh my the, gosh. <laughs> Biggest, best of, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, but I, I think it's so fascinating though, right? Because like, there was, actually I saw Don Cheadle like, like the tweet where somebody said like, 10 years ago this would have been a huge deal but now it's just some shit that happens in a TV show that no one's watching oh dang that's tough yeah too right? much too much content like remember when Captain America Civil War came out and Twitter was like Team Iron Man Team Captain America yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that was, was a everywhere. huge thing and it was just marketing but like everyone knew what was going on yeah, yeah now yeah. it's like fucking what are you saying like Loki, di- Loki dies oh see this is news to me like usually I've I've literally um been living life knowing what's happening in Avengers. I haven't really seen the movies, but I know what's been happening because people talk about it. Yeah. But you tell me Loki dies right now, I'm like, oh, I'm but surprised me, it's I didn't not, it's not a spoiler though because it doesn't matter because there's now a Loki TV show. So Loki's dead in oh, whatever. I thought he, wait, he doesn't. He dies before the TV show. I don't know the timeline of the TV show, but all I'm saying is that like it doesn't matter because things that are happening in the TV show now matter to future movies that are taking place on the same timeline mm. so it's like yes yeah, sure That's loki tough. dies but it doesn't matter because you can go watch him on the tv show it's like yeah, yeah. you know if i if if iron man dies and then comes back in a tv show the next day yeah, no weird. one cares about no iron cares. man 9 yeah I, I i agree with that that's weird a little bit of a rant but i guess my main point is that these movies are like outside of the marvel cinematic universe and thank god for that i think it would be ruined if they were like part of the same thing Oh, I, I agree with you. I also I was gonna point out that Star Wars has a little bit of that, but Star Wars also they, even though each movie, I feel like I can jump into a Star Wars movie and watch a movie and not know what's going on. Yeah, and still enjoy it. I've I've not seen the first six. I watched 
fucking angry boy Adam Driver and still worked for me. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but from what I understand, uh, it's maybe getting to that point, but not nearly at the level of what Marvel's trying to do. Okay. In that case, I take it back. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know either. We're just kind of like guessing at each other's games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Any Easter eggs that we haven't hit that you want to talk about? I know you went on a TikTok deep dive and. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, YouTube Shorts deep. Dive. <laughs> YouTube Shorts deep. Dive. So your information is about a year and a half away. I don't know what you're gonna say here. Let's see. Uh, no, I think we peed on every Easter egg that I can remember. Okay. Um, have I don't know if we talked about this, but they have um, that childish that um, Donald Glover scene in Spider-Man movies, where he that community, it's someone, a character, a random person is watching that on the TV. A random character in Across the Spider-Verse is watching the scene in Community where Donald Glover's wearing a red Spider-Man onesie. Yes. Yeah, I, when? That's nuts. <laughs> the movie's moving too fast to realize. Yeah. Maybe, but... was it in, like, the Spider-City where there are all these screens? No, 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 no. It's like, uh, I didn't... Oh, maybe I... he's swinging through a It's screen. in Brooklyn. It's, oh. like, in the early stages. Wow. Just, like, a person on that's TV. That's so cool. TV. Yeah. That's the, only, that's the other Easter egg I can think of. Other than that, no. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um... That's yeah, I don't got I don't have much else. I think we've talked about most Easter eggs that I had picked up on. Um, we're kind of at the end of what I wanted to talk about, unless we, you know, you have anything else. But I guess we should end where we started, knowing what we know now. We talked about. Wait, did you um, talk about your uh, how you what your theories are? Oh, for the next movie. Yeah. Um, I think that. There will be. We're gonna learn more about Miguel. Like we already learned some, but I think Miguel is gonna be some a character that we have to resolve somehow before we end up fighting the spot. Yeah. And it's not a theory of that. Well, I well what I'm saying is that I think that it's gonna be revealed that Miguel is also an anomaly that he's kind okay, of okay, okay, okay. Because he's true. always saying Miles is the first anomaly. That's true. But I'm like Miguel is a is is not Spider Man. It's not Spider. So why is no one talking about this? Like why are we just agreeing to let him lead this whole posse? Yeah, this is the Spider Man. Too lax, man. Way too lax. Way too. Yeah. I feel like we had the Spider Man in the in Miles Morales' universe was that guy was doing some things. He had to die, but R.I.P. to him. But everyone else is just kind of living life. Another great thing about the first movie is this fucking we meet Spider Man and then he gets brutally murdered by Kingpin. <laughs> and he was a dope Spider Man too. He was like he was amazing. He, he had swag, he was really strong. He had a bat cave. What? You don't see that's my point. Bat cave? Yeah. What are you talking about? The in the first movie, you go to Aunt May's house. And she takes you to Spider-Man's oh, bat cave. Yeah, bat cave. Got it. Yeah. I thought you were talking about a fucking literal cave. I was like, we need to watch different. <laughs> no, movies. just like underground. Yeah, yeah that, it was awesome. Room. It was. Yeah, li- yeah. yeah, he was Batman. And, yeah, and, uh, that was sick. I yeah. Um, I digress. I don't have any other real like theories. I do think that like this is one thing we should talk about. Who's gonna die? in Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse? Who? What main character is gonna die? I think one main stop. character has to die. This is, at the end of the day, a kids' movie. I don't think a ton of people are going to die. But well, see, this is the problem, I think, with kids' movies. is that they start off so good when no one knows who they are. Yeah. They make it big, and then they can't kill off anyone. Yes. Yeah. all these fans. This is the Game of Thrones issue. And kids and whatnot. Kids can't see people die yeah. that they love. Well, yeah, pe- so kids, think- kids see characters die all the time. Not the ones they love, though. Is that true? I don't know if that's true. They don't kill off main characters anymore. They don't. That's but they killed Mufasa like 45 minutes into The Lion King. My guy was fucking... 
Yeah, but that was first movie. Second movie, no one died. Lion King 2. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that's Lion King 2. <laughs> that's my point, though. <laughs> this is Lion King. Wait, no. Also, that's not true. They, they kill off two. I mean, they're both bad guys, I guess. Yeah, the bad guys yeah, die all the time. Right, right. The way they be brutally murdering bad guys. But I don't know if there's a main character that would die. I don't think anyone else dies. Um, Hold on. Princess and the Frog, the Firefly dies. Really random deep cut. <laughs> I was going to say. Pulling out receipts. 2009, Princess and the Frog. That Firefly oh, goes to fucking heaven. He becomes a star. I stand corrected. There you go. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't see who die. Like, uh, who's, who'd be a good death? If Gwen dies, ooh, if Gwen dies, that would be a good. Thing. Holy That'd shit! Be crazy. And in like, I think that wouldn't be that crazy because of the fact that they resolved her arc with her dad. I know. That's why. That's why I thought about her. She, she has no. She has nothing holding her back from dying now. Nothing left to resolve. <laughs> nothing left. She can run into battle, just be the first death. Five minutes in, just see her die, and it doesn't matter. Her arc is complete. No. Or, or maybe Kobe comes back and. Gives up his life or something, some kind of Kobe. Kobe's like yeah. a free spirit, but then lays down his life for the fight for Miles. Yeah. That's what he believes yeah. in. Yeah. That'd I be don't really know. Cool. But, but it doesn't feel like a little bit of. I want Gwen, Miles's dad, Miles's mom. Um, Miles's dad and mom are guaranteed life. You think so? Because his whole thing is fighting the anomaly. If they kill him now, what if his mom dies? Oh yeah, that's fair, huh? They just. What if he saves his dad from what he sees, but his mom dies somehow? Yeah, just like in the same way, uh, Gwen dies in that one spot. He tries to save. Oh no, that would be tragic. Oh, be if, if, tragic. If, if, I would actually, I'd actually be so sad. They can't no, kill his mom. His mom is literally more of a character than the dad yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah no, the dad no, just no. stands for something. The mom's a real character. Yeah. Now. First movie though, they had some deaths. His uncle, Spider Man. Yeah, you're not wrong. They were killing Uncle Aaron was pretty wild. That was crazy. Yeah, just yeah. getting shot in the head, in the back, I guess. Yeah, and just actual death by bullet. Death like by bullet, too. Yeah, not yeah. not like a weird Spider-Man web death. No, <laughs> impaled by his Green Goblin glider. Yeah, yeah, just just died to normal cause. Uh, like to normal, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who who died. This is a random unanswerable question. Was Uncle Aaron going to kill Miles right before Uncle Aaron died in movie number one? Remember, no. I think he was. No, he's. I'll tell you why. He he heard his voice. He 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 heard his voice. He puts the mask up yeah. and he's like, no. He's like, he, Miles is like, Uncle Aaron, please no. And then Kingpin's like, what are you waiting for? Shoot him. And Uncle Aaron grabs Miles's mask and pulls it back over his face, and and reaches for something and then dies. And to me, putting his mask on his face was like, I have to kill you. So I'm gonna pretend you're just Spider Man, not. You think he was that villainous? Yeah, nah, nah, I think nah. he was still. I think he was still deciding, but I think he was going to kill him. That would be so grimy. I mean, that's why they. That's why they didn't do it. I'm just <laughs> oh, saying. I no. think that's what they're implying. That would be insane. <laughs> Unanswerable question. I, I don't. I don't go by. That's too crazy. I I truly <laughs> think that's, that's what they were implying. That there's like I I honestly do not believe because even when you meet him. I guess Spider Man in the second movie now they've kind of made him to be this good guy, so maybe they can. I don't know, man. That would be crazy. It would be crazy. Yeah. If they had done that, let's go, let's go. If they did that, Miles' mom is dying for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying they kill his uncle, so I don't put it past them. Yeah. Gwen would be a big one. Gwen, would, Gwen feels like a more likely death than anyone else as a main character. No, you know you know who's going to die? I actually just figured it out. Peter B. Parker? Oh, no. Who are you going to say? He just has a child, man. I think that's why he's going to die. <laughs> I was going to say Miguel. Miguel dies. He's the anomaly. And maybe that whole theory you're saying is right. And when Miguel dies, then it's like, the world's I'm, safe. I'm an anomaly. You're a seppuku. Wow. 
Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. The reason I said Peter B. Parker was that uh, obviously he has the kid, but like the struggle that he was facing in the first movie is now completely resolved. He has a kid. He's happy. Yeah. He's a mentor to Miles, but he's going to prove himself again to be like, I do care about you, Miles. I didn't give up on you. I didn't betray you. And then he's going to sacrifice himself. I do think he's just going to become a background character. No, I, don't, I think he's going to become... I think he was a background character in this movie. Yeah, I Com- think... Relatively. I think the creators believe that um, parenthood makes you non-existent in the world anymore. So they're just going to be like, get out of here, guy. Go. Wow, what a take. <laughs> yeah, so just like, yo, go take care of your daughter or something. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. But no, I, I, if he dies, I'll be like, damn, that's super tragic for his daughter. I feel like it makes sense. My bet is Miguel. I'm Miguel. locking it in. Yeah. Locking Miguel. I'm going to lock in Peter B. Parker, but I think we're both kind of in on Gwen as well. Yeah, yeah. But if we had to choose sides, we chose our sides. She's prepped for that. She's prepped to die. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, th- I think I could see all of them. I think Hobie's a good call too, honestly, but that would yeah. be sad. I, I like Hobie a lot. But yeah, but I, I, I want to say Hobie because he has to come back somehow. People love him too People much. People love him, you're right, yeah. yeah. But coming him back just to kill him is crazy. <laughs> that truly would be nuts. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Into the Spider-Verse versus Across the Spider-Verse. You're, you're, you're still Across the Spider-Verse better? Um, yeah, Across the Spider-Verse. I don't think our conversation convinced me. Really? I, but it's like not, it's not so solid in my mind that I'm unchanged. It's just that like, I think maybe I need to watch this movie again. You have more characters you like than this one, though. It's not just about that, though. I'm looking at a holistic view of the story and what 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 what, what went down. Yeah, but I'm saying that the fact that you like more characters means that well, there are more characters. It's a you change the, the denominator is different. You can't compare. No, but even more characters doesn't always mean more likable characters or like more. Characters you know what's a great example know? of this is Incredibles two. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Damn, stress <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> it's an alright movie. They added. <laughs> 15 new characters and I didn't care about either any of them and I, I barely cared about the main characters oh, wow. and I, I think in the original Incredibles is probably like top 2 top 3 superhero movies of all time okay see we have different views I don't think Incredibles 2 is amazing but I don't hate the characters I hated it because I, I read really high hopes it's the same reason why I think the live action Lion King is probably the worst film I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> I am, I'm actually more confident on that than anything else. What? What? The live action Lion King has so many issues. It has issues. Beyonce singing. She is one of the worst voice actresses in the movie. Honestly, that has been fact for so long. She is like, I, I, she obviously one of the greatest singers ever to do it. I'm not saying that. I'm I mean, saying as a voice actress in the movie, it's like, that's not Nala. That's fucking Beyonce. Voice actor, it's not Donald. It's not, like, it's not Simba. It's fucking Donald Glover. They don't even try to hide it. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's a whole other rant. I'm yeah. so happy to do a, <laughs> I, why I hate that movie podcast. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I want to see this movie again so I can definitively know. I just think that, like, there was a lot of charm and a lot of, like, wholeness to the first movie. And this, and I'm not saying that wholeness a lack... Is whatever. I'm not saying a lack of that means that this is inherently worse. I'm just saying that that is why I like the first movie. Does that make okay. sense? I hear you, and I will challenge you to... Um... I'll say that two is a better way. They told the story better. Or even a better story, honestly. And the other one is all just feel-good stuff that you're feeling. And that's what I'll challenge you to watch the other one. Watch is it, is it possible to say that... Uh, is it possible to say that one is better and two is more rewatchable? 
Is that even true? Have you ever, I want to say, I want to agree with that. But we I haven't rewatched it. But I don't want to say one is better. Okay, fair. Yeah, but yeah, I will say two is more rewatchable, yes. That's what I'm feeling right now, is that it's the same, it's like the Godfather 1, Godfather 2 thing, where Godfather 1 is more rewatchable, Godfather 2 is better. Okay. Yeah. I'm like so confident in that. You think Godfather 1 is better? No, no, God, Godfather 2 is better. God, I think I missed it up. I said God, Godfather 1 is more rewatchable. Godfather, Godfather 2 is better. is better. Okay, okay. And... And I personally like Godfather One is one of my favorite movies. Just like me personally, I think rewatchability is a huge factor in that. It's just like you can turn it on and just cut to any scene and be like, "Oh yeah, we're about to hit that thing." Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll say rewatch them though. I'm interested. I will say I did the quick recap of one just because you said you like this one. I was like, mm, no, I don't. Did it hit? Yeah, no, it hit. Of course, oh, it hit. It hit. but like the scenes you're mentioning, the big scene with the jumping, one hundred percent. Um, him learning Spider-Man stuff 100% but I also think there's so much more to that movie that you forgot fair yeah, yeah. I, I should rewatch both yeah. an unanswerable question but maybe maybe by the end of the year I'll have a more solid answer you know it's also tough because like I left this movie being like this is one of the most fun movies of the year most ambitious most impressive movies of the year um, and I still feel like people aren't talking about it enough same you know it's been almost two months since it's, since it's release oh no sorry a month and a half let's say um and yeah why is no one talking about this movie i mean people are talking about it but people are also talking about other movies and i'm like did we forget that like this this like very like instant masterpiece just dropped yeah and no one's really t- like if this is I think that this movie deserves to be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. That's what I was about to just say that. It won't be because... It's animated. Well, they've done it... They've nominated three animated movies before. Really? 91, they do Beauty and the Beast. 2009, they do Up. In 2010, they do Toy Story 3. Beauty and the Beast was dominated. How bad were movies in 1991? I was about to say, oh, a little weird. I think Silence of the Lambs won that year. Okay. Uh, or maybe that was a year before or after. I don't know. But, I mean, this is a better movie than Up. Easily, it's not even close. It's not even close. Up yeah. is not up is like borderline top ten Pixar. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toy Story three is better for sure, but I still think this movie is better. Toy Story three has like very emotional highs. But as a story, like most of Toy Story three is just them running around trying to escape a playground. It's like okay, it's fun, but like <laughs> okay. across the spider verse hits a lot harder. You know? It's crazy how we minimize good movies just for no, this. no, no. <laughs> We're like, Here we oh, are. Toy, Toy Story. That, I, that I have <laughs> I have both Toy Story three and Across the Spider Verse at a nine right now. Okay. A nine out of ten. But, like, if we're talking, like, ambition and impressiveness and, like, you know, movie-going experiences, the end of Toy Story 3 is pretty legendary. Hard to hard to beat, like, two back-to-back banger scenes like that. Okay. But sitting through two, almost two and a half hours of Across the Spider-Verse and just being, like, I could sit through ten hours of this and be totally okay. That's it. Though. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, no, yeah. there's, not, there's not been an experience like this. And we won't see an artistic achievement like this. Probably until Beyond the Spider Verse, if that. So why why wouldn't why do you think it won't be nominated? Because the the Oscars are stupid, and okay. a it's not just an animated movie; it's an animated superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. They've nominated one superhero movie, and it's Black Panther, and that was honestly not a deserved nomination. In my yeah, mind. yeah, no. It's a little bit of a it was like twenty eighteen, like peak, like political correctness, like let's also uh, what's his name was passing away. With Eric. That was before though. Oh, that was before. Before, yeah. yeah. Oh, shots. Because he, he he passed away like in twenty twenty, I think. Okay. Well. Yeah. R.I.P. Bozeman. Yeah, but yeah I, I I don't think it'll happen because of the superhero aspect more than the animated. But who knows? Maybe... It's also tough because this is also gearing up to be a fantastic movie year in general. 
Like, this is like the first post-COVID movie year, truly. Yeah, if someone died in this movie and had people crying... It's possible. They would have nominated it. Up in Toy Story 3, there's a death. People love to cry. People like to cry. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know, but I also agree with you. Like, no one's talking about it. I'm like... I think it's people who like it, love it, and people who were like, it's fine, or like, it's fine, but I'm like, it's not fair to just say... You, you thought the movie was okay and you just read it off there. Like, there's so much that we need to unpack as a society. Yeah. We have not had... People use people talk about... Uh, fucking people talk about Soul. Like, it's the deepest, most awesome animated movie they've seen. And I was like... I haven't seen Soul, Soul, but I've heard it's not overrated. great things. It's overrated, yeah. in my opinion. People love it. Happy for them. People should like things that they like, but <laughs> I, I just... I can't. Okay. It's just a lot. I'm trying to do a lot, but... Uh, yeah, people gave that... It's like, you know, laurels. Yeah. And, like, if you say that name, people will be like, oh, yeah, a cute movie about life or whatever. If you say Across the Spider-Verse, they're going to be like, oh, the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. People don't like action movies. As... I don't like the connotation that it's yeah. like, oh, it's a Spider-Man movie. I feel like, movie. An, like Incredibles thing wasn't never going to win anything. No. Like, it's so good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. Dang. Superhero movies, action movies, they, comedy them. movies, they don't get uh, awards at the Oscars. So, I, a lot of it is nominated. It's like, I was nominated. A lot of it is um, deserved. But... Yeah, there's a lot of shitty things out there, but there's yeah. a lot of good things. There's a lot of good too. things. Yeah, you're right. But look, what? How did Logan do, by the way? The... I mean, no, no Oscars. Maybe, maybe one for visual effects, if that. But I doubt it. I doubt it. Wow. Huh. I actually have never seen Logan. You never seen Logan? I haven't seen. Uh, I've only seen clips of Logan, and I've only seen clips of most X Men movies, except for Deadpool, which I don't know if that counts. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a gap in my superhero. Honestly, yeah. Logan, best X Men movie. Oh, that's what I've heard. I've heard yeah. it's like no question. Yeah, it's Days of Future Past comes close, maybe, but otherwise... I, I wouldn't even say it comes close. It's, okay. Days of Future Past is good in a different way. Logan is, is good in that like, you feel it. It's got the action and everything. Got yeah. the emotions. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I don't know. I, I wish people would talk about this more. I wish people... I, I feel like it wasn't... I'm on Twitter. I didn't see that much. People weren't like, oh my goodness. Everyone, if I search the movie, if I actively go search it out, people are like, oh my goodness. Greatest movie, but then it's not permeating, you know. Yeah, I think it's tough because it came out the beginning of June, and then July. The whole month of July has been dedicated to Barbie and Oppenheimer as a society. Like anything you see on social media is. Ah, uh, yeah, about it's not that. nominated. Never mind. I'm telling you, CJ, that there's so many like I'm not saying good movies because I haven't seen them, but there's so many movies that are geared up to be like yeah, this could be like hype. nominated for every award. Yeah, the hype. There's a lot of hype around a lot yeah. of. There's like there's like ten legendary directors releasing movies this year like legendary american directors are all just like or what are these movies oh gosh you're making me name them christopher nolan obviously greta gerwig's not i wouldn't say she's legendary but greta gerwig is like on par like filmmaking wise with like the jordan peels and the ari asters of the world of like they're three movies into their career they're young but they're like all solid um martin scorsese is coming out with killers of the flower moon in october that's leo dicaprio robert de niro Oh. It's about um, you gotta listen to my podcast, EJ. I talk about all of this. <laughs> okay, but he, it, that. no, that, that, it's that that there's Ridley Scott, there's David Fincher, there's all these names that like if I named their, each of these directors' movies, you'd be like, holy shit, they made awesome movies. That's a tough year, then. It's um, it's gonna be an amazing year for film, and we're gonna look back on 2023 and be like, this was the year that it, we're we're back, we're back in theaters. 
just to have this on record, I think uh, Spider-Man easily better than Barbie because that movie's gonna be. I haven't seen it yet. I, I'm just hey, man. I'm just putting that on record now. You <laughs> Dude, know? you're gonna get canceled. I'm a betting man. <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna chime in on that. I want. I want Barbie to be amazing. I want. No, no, no. I want all movies to, that ever come out in the world to be amazing. But the reality. You're just thinking it's gonna be overhyped. It's very possible. It's also. I also think it's set up for such failure. It is. It's got everyone in it. It's so hyped. Yeah. Everyone wants to see this movie. It's the same for Oppenheimer. It's completely set up to just people watching yeah. and be like, yeah, okay. Well, I also think it's easier to make Oppenheimer than it is to make Barbie from being fair. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer, the story is right itself. The guy made Nicole Bormann cried. What else do you need? He made a nuclear bomb and cried. That's an amazing thesis of the movie yeah. Oppenheimer. I hope they're all great, though. I hope. I mean, it'd be amazing if Barbie's just better than Spider-Man. Oh, man. If those two movies are better, in my opinion, if those are better, then those, they're in the running for... Greatest of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. It's a hard bar. But, I mean, it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, me and TJ, I'm sure you agree. We encourage everyone listening to go see that movie. And, uh, yeah, get to theaters, because this, this summer is pretty pretty awesome for blockbusters. Any Any closing thoughts? No, this was nice. Video right. Village. Yeah, dude, it was fun. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you're cutting this part in, cutting out, but... Uh, I don't know, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, how do you end it? I usually... Wow. I, if it's just me, then I'll just be like, uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week on Video Village. Right. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you... Technically, I will see you next week on Video Village, people. That's true. That episode's not going to drop for a while, though. Okay, so I'll see you at a point that's next week, but you might see it as next year. So, exactly. <laughs> that, what, what do I do as a person? That was it. Over and out. Okay, over my and out. Peace. Peace. Special thanks to my lovely girlfriend, Krupa Patel, for the podcast's artwork, and my good friend, Kevin Cow, for the music that you're listening to now. You can find more of his music on Instagram at Wei Guang Beats. Thanks, y'all.